You know, there's a uh, documentary series on Netflix right now um, called We Are the Champions, I believe. And it's narrated and produced by the guy who played Dwight Schrute on The Office, Mm. um, Rain Wilson. Mm. And he, every episode is about a different, really weird competition. And so they talk about competitive dog dancing. Yeah, competitive dog dancing, um, uh, fantasy hairstyling, where they make, like, functional helicopters Hmm. out of people's hair and shit like that. And one of the episodes was Spiciest Pepper Eating Contest, and it was put on by the man who invented the Carolina Reaper. Oh, my God. Because it's not a natural pepper. I know. So it's made by the guy that made it. Um... The, the, the competition is made by the guy who, who created this pepper. And so typically in other pepper eating contests, because there are others, um, the Carolina Reaper is the last pepper that they eat. Of course. In this one, it was the fifth out of 13. And so every pepper from that point on was hotter and not even on the market. And he was even showing like, oh, yeah, I've got like these cross and they're all crossbred with the Carolina Reaper. And so he's like, oh yeah, this one is uh, like a Scotch bonnet mixed with the Carolina Reaper. And they're huge. And they have to eat multiple. And so it's like a table. That's impossible. It's a table of like 10 people. That's impossible. And by the time they got to the last pepper, it was far beyond the spiciness of the Carolina Reaper. Yeah, in Scoville. Yeah, because the Carolina Reaper is like, what, like a million something Scoville? A million three hundred something. This was like two, three million, right? And so they get to the final one and they say, so the, there's only two contestants remaining. And it's one dude who looks like it's not even phasing him. And then it's like this other woman who's like punching the fucking table and like dying, right? And so they're like, all right, so the the way this one works is that the first person to completely clear their mouth from all bits of pepper, everything had to be completely clear, and they have to eat the pepper all the way to the stem. That's how it works. So sure enough, sure enough, they get to it, and uh, the dude that won, because it was the guy, obviously, that won, because he just, if you watch the episode, he is just a powerhouse. He's eating the peppers like, well, yeah. This is cool, right? And the guy who made the contest purposely threw him in there to sort of, like, fuck up the rest because he saw him on YouTube and was, like, he had a whole bag of, like, Carolina Reapers and was just popping them like popcorn. And so this guy was, like, I have to have him in this contest. So he puts the guy in there, and it's basically everybody versus this guy because he just was unfazed by everything. By the time he finished the last pepper, his eyes were a little watery, but that was it. He was just like, yeah, that was great. That's a really good pepper. It was insane. It was insane. So anyway, that's, that's my story about what I've been up to. <laughs> How have you been? Well, no, we haven't even started the episode. Hey. Hey. It's... Welcome. Welcome to Partners. Yeah, we haven't even started the <laughs> We haven't even started Chapter the Seven. Number seven. <laughs> Releasing story. This is gonna be a full episode of Peppers and Cyberpunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. We actually forgot we were recording. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. That's that, that's a good way to start it. 
Hey, it's Pod Nerds, episode 7. I'm Nathan 2.0, and with me is the Bohemian Mage, Jean, who is currently eating Flamin' Hot Cheetos. And I am crapping my pants. Are you? Not literally, but oh, okay. my tongue hurts. Well, it's your, your couch, so... Yeah, I mean... If, if anything, it's going to be the center all around. But but let's not <laughs> let's not bring our audience into this. Yeah, I'm going to eat a hot chip. And well, mm, so I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, so I myself <clears throat> have not been up to pretty much much recently. Pretty much much. All right. Um, the one thing that's new for me is our copper Kai. She's number three. Oh yeah, uh, it, it, it's um, it's a series mm-hmm. that originally was aired up on YouTube. Oh yeah, for free, I believe. First season was for free. Second free was for oh, YouTube, uh, YouTube Red. Red. Oh okay. And um, this the third season, which was aired probably a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, was now aired on Netflix. So I'm guessing they finally managed to get. Oh. Is it, is it all the seasons on Netflix? All seasons are, are, all seasons are on Netflix, oh. yeah. Um, it's supposed to be an original story. Yeah. Uh, the, the original Daniel LaRusso and, and Johnny whatever, not Knoxville, mm. um, <clears throat> became the authors for the new series. So, and, and they casted all the alive actors from Coretta Kid. Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah, Cobra Kai. Um, yeah, I had heard about that. I'd seen some things about it, but I haven't really bothered to actually watch it. I mean, it's it's not bad so far. Uh, I mean, season one and two, I did like them quite a lot. And this third um, season, and and my 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 girl's probably gonna kill me if if she hears this, but it's it's mostly a gorilla between the three doges mm. and it's i mean people are going into each other's homes what assaulting into the homes what? having an all-out fight between all the karate guys i mean uh, yeah there, there are some scenes that i was like really just but i mean on regards of it's like some baki shit yeah yeah <laughs> totally totally some baki, some baki shit some baki um cobra kai shit <laughs> Um, but but other than that, the story is good. Uh, I I like the approach that they given to uh, the the character development. It, it's yeah. I mean I'm, it's probably like thirty years after um, Karate Kid. Yeah, because like isn't the isn't the main character the villain from the first one? Yes, sir. He's the one that gets that crane kick to mm-hmm. the face from the exactly. first one. Yeah, and okay. that's supposed to be his redemption uh, season. This third oh, season. so he's the good guy. Ish. I mean, well, it's, as it's, good guys in the series are concerned. Exactly, exactly. That, yeah. That's the thing. It's like when you watch Peaky Blinders, and it's like, oh yeah, they're the good guys, but it's like really nobody's the good guy here. Exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, I mean, so far, as I was mentioning, I like the story. Uh-huh. The story is good. I mean, the approach is good. Um, the new um, perspective on how the characters develop through what they learn on their own karate, yeah. right? Um, and it's 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 not a bad binging um, series to watch. Okay, yeah, because I, I I've seen it pop up on Netflix a few times, and I've kind of like cringed because like I remember Karate Kid, yeah, and Karate Kid Two, 
and Karate Kid 3 with Hilary Swank. That's, that's, not, that's, um, not, that's not a correct movie, honestly. That's not a correct movie. Man, Swank. So, um, so, like, I remember seeing those, and, and, and then I saw the Netflix. I thought it was a Netflix series. I didn't realize it was a YouTube series. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, so I saw it on Netflix, and I was like, uh, I don't know. Mm. Are you saying it's good? Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not bad, honestly. Yeah. The first two seasons, I, I enjoyed them quite a, quite a lot. Yeah. This third season, I mean, just the all-out war. Yeah. It's, it's something that I'm not too comfortable myself yeah. with. like I some mean, Baki shit where they're, like, going to do each other's homes yeah, and I mean, doing stupid shit. Yeah. But You remember that part in Baki where he's, like, fucking his girlfriend for the first oh, time? Oh, yeah. And the dad just, like, pops up behind him? Yeah. That's what I think about when I think about Baki, because it's like, who thought of that? Who was like, oh yeah, this is really good character development. I don't know, but he's I like it. He's like, well, Baki's having sex with his girlfriend for the first time. His dad's just going to be chilling in the shadows, popping up like, oh yeah, you're a man now, Baki. And it's like, I know, I know, I know. Like, so so uh, aside from that aspect, yeah, it's like they're just like going into each other's homes and blowing each other up. Yeah, I mean, they, they go, so, so the things, I understand like, like the rivalry between Doju uh, and students, right? Yeah. It's it's natural. Their original content from Karate Kid is that mm -hmm. they would um, face it out on the All Bali Championships, mm -hmm. right? But yep. the thing is that now they're like um, being aggressive uh, with the, within each other at their own jobs. Oh uh, yeah, like like busting in and, and destroying shit. Yeah, like like um, man, like gangs or something. Yeah, it's it, it's more of gang style. Yeah, now. instead of like karate. Exactly, and, and oh. I mean it, that's the opposite message of karate. Today we're going to be talking about Cyberpunk 2077. It came out a few weeks ago, um, but we haven't met since it came out. So, we're going to be talking about it now. Alright, and, well, you know, we've got... Uh, the entire uh, episode. The entire episode, yeah. We've got one of us who has played only, like, a uh, couple hours. Yeah. And the other who's finished with, like, 80 hours, so... Yeah. All right, so, as we were mentioning earlier, Cyberpunk 2077 and everything that's been going on around it, all the bugs, all the not-so-many bugs, all the <coughs> PlayStation 4... <coughs> what? Yeah, keep going, keep going. Um, <laughs> you know, all the Xbox and all the affinity with, play, play, with, with PlayStation, with PC. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> um, so CD Projekt Red, Cyberpunk, it is out. It's been out for weeks. It's here. Um, you can go buy it, but honestly, should you? Wow. Um, so, I know, that's harsh. That's those, harsh. Those are big words. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. English. Um, so, this... <laughs> <laughs> it's the rum talking. I'm sorry. Oh my god! <laughs> so, and you just had a sip. Wow. Like half. Anyway, so um, th this will have some spoilers um, regarding certain story aspects. I'm not going to go into any ending spoilers. Um, there are many endings, so it would it would take an entire episode to talk about just the endings mm. um but we will talk about some of the romance aspects um some deaths um and again not any of the endings so the game launched 
December the 10th. 10th? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so December 10th, not all that long ago. Uh, we're coming up on a month. Um, <clears throat> it was on PS4, Xbox One, PC, and the Google Stadia. Oh, I did, did not know that. Yeah, Google Stadia. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, surprisingly enough. I, I, you know, with all of the platforms... Wait, does it run well on Stadia? Allegedly, it's, it was the most stable at launch. Wow. Yeah, allegedly the Stadia had the most stable build at launch. Oh. And everybody else is catching up. Interesting. Like, how crazy is that? But, you know, with all of the platforms they released this on, I'm honestly surprised they didn't just say, like, oh, yeah, we're also going to put it on the, the, the fucking Dreamcast. Or the Ouya. You know that? The Ouya? No. It's, it's an Android-based uh, cloud gaming system mm. that was... Uh, it was a Kickstarter project. Oh. And it did not... It met its goal, but then at launch, it was like... Yeah, we've got nothing. Okay. So, um, the, the next generation, uh, or current gen, really, uh, doesn't have a release date. So, despite being able to play the game on PS5, Xbox Series S, and X, um, it's not the actual uh, next-gen version. Oh. So, it's all scaled up. Yeah. So, there's no release date yet on that. Um, they said allegedly early 2021. Um, my assumption is probably with the February uh, hot fix and content. Hot fix and content. Maybe. Well, okay. allegedly content. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, best bet on that's going to be uh, February. So um, you know it, it follows. So Cyberpunk as a story, it follows V. Uh, they navigate Night City, which is a uh, autonomous city state within the new America, mm -hmm. uh, United States. Um, so it's a mega city situated in the free state of North California, and it features, you know, massive buildings, huge highways, bright neons, uh, debauchery, you name it, right? Like, Night City's got it. Now, the story itself, uh, because I beat the game, you know, uh, I beat it at 72 hours. Holy fuck. Is, yeah, no, right? There's some people that are like, oh, yeah, I beat it in 20-something. It's like, how? There was so much that I wanted to do. So for me, it was 72 hours. And it was just a few days ago, actually, wow. from this recording. Wow. Okay. So when I originally wrote this, I was 20 hours into the game. When I originally wrote this script, we're not reading a script. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's just notes. It's just notes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, when I wrote down my notes for the game, it was I was about 23, 24 hours in. So, so pretty much around where I am supposed to be at. Yeah, yeah. So allegedly, uh, people can beat it within that time, though. Um, there's a uh, Twitch streamer and uh, um, podcaster, uh, Shuriken Pizza. He's on the podcast, um, The Feed from Geek Mountain. Mm -hmm. Um he beat it in like 21 hours, I believe. But also, uh, Shuriken Pizza is not a real gamer, and he sucks at playing video games. I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, <laughs> you suck. So, um, <laughs> we're friends. It's okay. I can say that. He lived with me. Or I lived with him. Um, I but, get it. I get it. You, you yeah. both were... Um, 
Let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so really, the story itself is super good. I really love this story. Tons of twists, tons of turns. Um, you know, the studio really went above and beyond when it came to the storytelling with Cyberpunk 2077. Unlike Shuriken Pizza, I've enjoyed all of the branching stories that connect into the main one. And I never, I never felt like... I never felt like a quest with the background information in the story felt out of place because, you know, you're playing even with The Witcher, when you're playing some of these more expansive RPGs, you'll pick up a side quest and it just grinds everything to a halt and it removes you from what's happening with the main story. And it happens with Final Fantasy, like with the finding the cat mission. You didn't do that, but... (laughs) It was a whole thing. It's like, oh, yeah, like Shinra's going to murder all of us, but let me stop and find these cats. Indeed. I, I totally agree right now. Yeah. So far, I mean, I don't have as much time of game that you, uh, like you have, but so far, all the side quests that I've done are flowing with the main story. Yeah. Like, I just find it when I'm doing the main story and I go into it, and it's, it's as if it's part of it. Yeah. They don't feel like side quests. I agree. It, really, it really feels like it's all part of the same main story, if you will. That's why, for me, it's so hard to try and differentiate between what is a side gig, what is just a random mission, and then what's the main mission. Because these side gigs and these other missions actually hold some weight to how your game is going to end. Ah. Which, because depending on how much percentage you've done with uh, Johnny Silverhand, for example, depends on uh, whether or not you unlock a, 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 a special ending for him. Mm. So they really put the care and time into crafting the story. Um, unfortunately, that's kind of where it stops. Huh. Well, I mean... You know, as, as B, you select one of the three life paths that the game offers. You yeah, yeah, from the beginning. You, you either start as a nomad, which that's 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 a path that I, that I uh, took. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're a nomad? Yeah, I'm a nomad. Shrieked. Huh. Make, make, makes sense, looking at you. Wow. Ah, sorry. Just wrong that one. <laughs> you could be a strip kid, or you could be a corpo, which I heard it's supposed to be the best class to start. Yeah, a buddy of mine just started a Corpo character, so uh, I'm interested to see how he's liking that so mm. far. You know, the selection has its own introduction. If you start as a nomad, the nomad leaves a tribe. If you start as a, tri- as a, as a street kid, um, he returns to the night city after living in another city for a little bit. Well, technically they, because it's up to the oh, character true. for the gender. True, true, true. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. And if you start as corporal, you start as top, as, as top of the, of the, you know, of the branch of the, of the rankings. Yeah. But because of their boss, loses a position and starts at the bottom. Yeah. But you have, you know, all the benefits of the connections and yeah. everything from being a corporal. Yeah, I heard when you start as a corpo, you already know Jackie. Oh. Yeah. So there's a difference there because as a street kid, you meet Jackie. Because you're trying to carjack. Mm. Actually, you're trying to steal it. It's not carjacking because there's nobody in the car. So you're trying to steal a car, but Jackie was also trying to steal the car. 
So that's how you meet him. Gotcha. So, but with the nomads, I'm sure it's different. No, with nomads, um, he is delivering a package, and you are the middleman. So he, oh. he enters into my city with you okay. and the package. Oh, okay. So, so that's so, how they bond together. So he came out to which nomad tribe? Are you Aldecado? Uh, I don't recall. As a matter of fact. But you're so as the nomads, he comes out to do a job from the city, and you just go with him. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. But, yeah, he, so, but he's not a nomad. No, 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 okay. no. Jackie never changes. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Jackie's Jackie's life path, everything about him, it never changes, but he knows V through a series of events, okay. depending on your life path. Gotcha, gotcha. So, gotcha. so that's really cool. That, yeah. yeah. And, and regardless right. of, the, of the life path, you end up always meeting with Jackie Wells, which is the one we were just recently talking, mm -hmm. whom is a former Valentino gang member who now runs jobs for the Sixers, and, you know, which are the Night City's Underworld quest givers. Yeah, yeah. The Fixers, the Fixers really expand that story that we were talking about because the main quest can be done in, you know, two dozen hours. Yeah. But with the Fixers, the Fixers really bring that life into the story itself. And then um, you meet Dex, a fixer aiming high who sets you on a heist in a hotel to retrieve a chip called the Relic. And this is pretty much the starting point for Cyberpunk. Yeah. Because um, after you witness a murder, followed by your escape and shooting from a hotel, Jackie, well, pretty much dies. Pretty much? Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> when he you're does. dead, you're pretty much dead. Yeah, he does. <laughs> And, and, and you're angry at how the heist went because, um, and, 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 and you come into Dex and you begin to actually um, try to make something out of what had happened and then you get shot. Yeah. And, and then you, you're pretty much left for dead. But you are not pretty much dead. So, so it comes, that, that's exactly an interesting approach on it. You, you are yeah. crawling out from the Well, here's the, here's the fun thing. You actually do die. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's you true. actually do die, that's but true. the chip, the relic, resurrects you. That's true. So, but that crawling out of the garbage... It was interesting. That was fun. Yeah. But that's when they kill Dex. That's right. That's right. And um, that's when, actually, the, the mister and master from Puppy Protection, Keanu Reeves, um, who plays an, 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 an infamous rockster in corporate terrorist, wh whom is Johnny Silverhand, yep. begins hunting you. And your Reaper Doc, um, this, the Reaper Docs are doctors who install body modifications, yeah. informs you that the chip is damaged and can't be removed. And pretty much you only have like a couple weeks to leave, yeah. right? Uh, so far, to get to that point, it took me five hours? Less than five hours. Yeah? Yeah. Really? I, I think I, I may be wrong on the chance, huh. but it's close to five hours. I was, much, there's there's not there's not much deviation into getting to that point. There is. I was twenty one hours. Holy fuck! I was twenty one hours into the game, something like that. By the time I saw the title screen, oh, that's not even a joke. Shit. I was doing I was doing all this crazy stuff. I was doing all this crazy stuff. I was like 20 hours into the game. 
by the time I saw the title screen. And I didn't even know that was it. I didn't even know that was it. Because I kept talking to people like, when do I see this title screen? And they're like, oh, well, it's after this particular part. And I hadn't gotten to that part yet. But I'm looking at my playtime and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like this is a really long intro. But yeah, it was like 20 or 21 hours, something like that. So, um, and and fun fact, when talking about uh, uh, Dex and Jackie Wells here, um, there is a side gig that takes you to Dex's body. Oh. You find the space where you crawled out of. There's a side gig for that because you have to find something. Hmm. I won't say what it is, but you have to find... It's a side gig, but it's a really cool side gig. But you see where you crawled out of, and you see Dex's body, and he has a legendary, iconic weapon. For every shot you fire, costs one eddy. One of the currency. So your your ammunition is based off of the amount of money you have. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a really interesting gun. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but it's a, it's a it's a revolver hmm. or, or a pistol actually. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, every shot is an eddy. But uh, yeah, so that was a fun thing about Dex. Another thing you remember when Jackie dies. Yeah. You're given an option about what to do with his body. True. You can leave him in the car. You could send him to Arasaka, you could send him to his mother, or you could send him to Vic. Who did you choose? Uh, as a matter of fact, I did not have four options. I only had three. Okay. Uh, well, sorry, you have three options, but you can actually leave the car. Oh. And not make a choice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I chose to maintain him in the car and yeah. wait for my orders. Okay. After I, uh, I would, my, my thought process was... You're going to miss out something. Oh, well, fuck yeah. me. Uh, yeah, because if you, depending on, well, you get something I don't, but I got something you don't. Makes sense. Because I chose to send him to his mother. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, there's a whole sequence where you can go to the funeral. Oh. And the mother sets up uh, ofrenda and all sorts of stuff. And it's a very sad sequence, but it opens up a couple of optional things for you. Mm. Um, you get Jackie's motorcycle. I did get and, the motorcycle. Oh, you got the motorcycle? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, so, yeah, because the, the mom gives it to you. Yeah, that, that, and, I, I did get But you get to uh, participate in the ofrenda. And, ah, that's cool. Yeah, it's a whole sequence, but you get something that is far more depressing. Oh, well, fuck me. It is far more depressing. Do you want me to spoil it for you? Because I know what it is. Well, I mean, how far am I from it? Very far. Okay, then, then spoil it for me. Because it's like near the end. So this is going to be an ending spoiler option if you did not send his body back to his mother. If you chose to send him to Vic, leave him in the car, or send him to Arasaka, there's a point in the story in which Hanako, if you choose the ending in which you work with Arasaka... So it only happens in a very particular ending if you made other particular choices. If you meet Hanako uh, in Arasaka Tower and she talks about the relic and everything like that, she'll turn around and you'll your character will turn around and you can ask her, wait, what about Jackie Wells? And she will pull up Jackie Wells because they took, they took his engram. Oh. 
yeah, far more sinister. And it's super depressing because you're trying, because all the dialogue option is trying to talk to him. And then in the end, V will say, V will say, that's not the Jackie. That's not really Jackie. There's no way. Like, because the process was so bad. They didn't oh. properly extract it. It's super depressing. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, so it's really fucked. So there's a whole thing. Um, but anyway, so, you know, the game truly opens up at that point. Um, you know, gearing up, leveling, that's really fun to do. Uh, super enjoy, uh, I really enjoyed my time doing that. But if you don't take the time to actually what's going on i think you're doing something but if you don't take the time to properly level properly gear your character and you go out to like pacifica you're gonna get your ass handed to you because they're not level locked to you ah they don't progress at the rate so, you so, progress so it's zone area yeah level. that's why when you were playing today and it's that side quest for judy that's why i was like oh because those quests aren't easy. Oh. Yeah. That's what my ass was being handed to Yeah, me. that's why your ass is getting handed to you, because that's a thing that you should be doing in level 20 plus. Oh. Yeah. Uh -huh. you're, level, you're level 10, but honestly, you should be much higher than that. All right. For where you are in the story. Gotcha. Because you've already got Judy unlocked and doing missions uh -huh. for her. You should be far more, far more leveled. So, um... So anyway, uh, that's kind of where I've got to go with that. But, you know, the story itself is great. It's immersive. It's full of emotions. Mainline quests are engaging, fun, and even crazy at times. And the side stories only really add to that. But, you know, sadly, if you want the most out of the game, you really do need to pick up the side gigs, like we were saying that's earlier. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, because it takes, you know, like I said, about 20 hours to beat if you don't do the side gigs. You do the side gigs... That alone is an extra, without even doing all the side gigs, just doing enough. You're looking at another 20 to 30 hours. Shit. So. Shit. Now, that's, I mean, I, I, I think I will eventually get over there because, I mean, I've only played for 20 hours. Yeah. And, I mean, I did not stick to the main story. I've, I've got a friend yeah. who, who actually... Uh, we were talking about you know you know all these new games that are coming into the into the feed and whatnot, and I asked him, hey, what about Cyberpunk? Because I knew that he wanted to play badly, and I said, nah, I'm over it. But what the fuck do you mean you're over it? Yeah, yeah, well, I finished in twenty hours. Yeah. I'm like, what the actual fuck, dude? Enjoy the game. Yeah, do the side quests. Do yeah, go go drive around like like I mean you do it in Grand Theft Auto why not do it here yeah well there's a reason oh yeah it you sucks know. driving sucks but but that's so, another story so let's talk about the the features and mechanics though is you know as your version of V you get to customize them in a plethora of ways yeah. you know the options they do have look incredible they look really good with all things considered with the graphical issues with the game but Man, on, the your end, on your end only because i'm playing and by the way i'm playing on playstation 4 a refurbished base day one playstation 4 so so there is a difference in our experience um but you know the options do look great and you can even uh, uh customize your genitals 
Yeah. You know, is it's crazy, you know. So so you can have them, you can choose not to have them. I, I'm happy I did not start playing the game while I was on stream. Oh so yeah. Just, just popping out the genitalia because yeah. I know if you actually if you have got um, a penis and balls and you spin around a guy, yeah. the penis goes, oh, it just oh, flaps. Yeah. It flaps up all around. Yeah, it's got like ragdoll physics mm -hmm. where it just helicopters mm -hmm. when, you, when he does anything. It's insane. So, but you know, the sadly, the customization just isn't as massive as CD Projekt Red had really led us to believe. You know, you're limited to preset numerical options. True. So there's about 40 haircuts and a dozen color options for it. But, you know, once you've set your amalgam of a character and boot up the game, you're stuck looking like that. You never get to change what they look like ever again. Your fingernails, even though you can customize your fingernails, but you can't change what your fingernails look like later. True. Why? Same with your hair. There are older games that have done it better. Mm -hmm. And so it seems like a really big missed opportunity that they would limit you in such a way. You know, I was playing a free-to-play MMORPG, and the character creation option was basically a box in which you move the uh, analog stick with. And it's like, oh yeah, it's this huge scaling system, and that was a free MMORPG. So, so you get to this game, you've got numerical options, they're all preset, and you can never change a single aspect of that character again. And that's not an exaggeration. You know, once you've started the game, you can't change your hair or color or nails or tattoos. You know, these are features that started out in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yeah. But back on the PlayStation 2, where you could customize them anytime you wanted, however way you wanted, as long as you have the money. Of course. Uh, the in-game money. So, you know, if I want to change it during my gameplay, I can't. You know, I, there was plenty of times that I wanted to, but, you know, at the end of the day, though, it kind of didn't matter. <clears throat> because the only time you ever see your character is through a mirror or sometimes uh, your reflection. True. And photo mode. That's the only time you see your character. I mean, I, it feels like there is a ton of missed opportunities from the developer to not include barbers or tattoo parlors in what was claimed to have such vibrant and robust options. Mm -hmm. I personally understand why you can't change your tattoos. I mean, they're kind of already there, but what about adding? new tattoos, yeah. right? I mean, I understand why not change your facial expressions and your face and your eyes and whatnot, yeah. but why not be able to change your hair, Yeah, right? Like your so, beard, mm -hmm. whatever. You, I mean, we're, we're talking about 2077. You're supposed to actually grow hair. This option that you had in San Andreas where you could be um, hairless and actually have an afro yeah. right after. And then, and then all of a sudden you have, you have a fro. I mean, but right here, it could have been possible because of the technology of the time, right? Yeah. But just not being able to do that, mm, right? I mean, for a game that allows you to customize the size of your dick with three options, the shape and color of your pubes, you'd think the character creation pre-game and during would be like there, but it's just simply isn't. Maybe CD Projekt Red will include these parlors in a DLC down the road. Who knows? But right now, it's Big Little Town. No, for sure. And you know, 
Uh, photo mode, moving on. Photo mode is nice. I really enjoy the photo mode. You get to set poses for V. Um, they have like the Sailor Moon pose, oh. like in the name of the moon. Yeah. I just, you know, and then they have like a, a JoJo's Bizarre oh. Adventure pose. Oh, it's super cool. They even have a pose where it's um, it's Keanu Reeves pose from You're Breathtaking. Oh, that's, that's in there. Cool. That's in there. That's cool. I'm so that yeah, it's super cool. They really added stuff like that there, but. For all of the incredible things that that photo mode can do, they missed out on one of the most important things that, that's needed for a photo mode. Lighting. Mm. There's no lighting option. And by the way, this is, a, this is an option that was available in Spider-Man Miles Morales. Mm. In Spider-Man PS4, you could add a light source. Mm. And so that way you could light up your character in cool ways. You could change the color, how far it is, how close it is, how soft it is, all of these light options. And the problem is that cyberpunk as a game is dark. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about the theme. No, I'm talking about how it looks. Yeah. Like if I played for too long, my, my left eye would start to fuck up. It would always water. It would always be irritated because you would have like one stream of bright neon, but everything else is pitch black. I know. So I'm constantly changing the gamma. Why was there no light source in the photo mode? It made zero sense. But you know, uh, in the sorry, I'm just trying to. I'm so irritated by it. But you know, want to change the lighting around here? <laughs> yeah, you seem to be irritated by it too. Yeah, I'm irritated by the lighting. <laughs> no, um. You know, we had all of these things, and it just feels like it's a bit strange that we've seen it in other video games, older video games, Agreed. video games in the same generation, and somehow CD Projekt Red couldn't actually do that. Mm. But, you know, uh, through so many different, uh, what were they called? Night City Wires. Yeah. You know, CD Projekt Red, they uh, dedicated a big portion to style. All right. So much so that they also had a game trailer dedicated to style. But somehow style really doesn't matter. Agreed. It's just sort of there. You know, uh, what you wear will always boil down to what has the highest stats. Indeed. It never comes down to how cool does this look? Uh, You know, in, in the late game, sure. When you start picking up items and clothing with multiple mod slots... At that point, it becomes, okay, let's build an outfit that I really enjoy. But even still, you're really playing into what are the stats, mm. you know? Um, you know what would have been cool? Cultism, yeah. If they actually had some keepsake system where you could keepsake the items that you like, how you look, yeah. discard the, the stats for them, and just use them as the preview of your character. Yeah, it, tons of video games do this. Yeah. Final Fantasy XIV was a really big one where you could destroy the item uh, and it goes into your clothing chest. <clears throat> they called the system Glamour. And you could uh, build outfits that way. Even your weapons, they can change. So it just seems really weird that CD Projekt Red spent so much time 
talking about style, having the trailer for style, having the Night City Wire all about style. And then basically it boils down to what is the stat for that shirt? I don't care what color it is. I don't care what it looks like. What's the stat? So, so, you know, the game allows you to put on full body pieces, which are under like the special tab. But, you know, even though the styles are cohesive, uh, like the Arasaka biohazard suit, the Corpo suit, once you put it on, it actually locks all of your other gear into place. So you, you would have to unequip the special to unequip any of the other pieces. So, which is a system that just seems so bizarre to me. Indeed. Like, why would, why would they do that? Why can't I change out clothing? Es- I don't especially know. since you're not obtaining anything extra. Yeah. yeah. So if it was somehow linked yeah. to the, the equipment you have at the moment, yeah. I mean, yeah, lock it. But, but it doesn't. So because when it. you put on the special, it eliminates the look exactly. of everything else you're wearing. So it doesn't make any sense that they would say, okay, here's the special suit, but when you put it on, it locks everything else. But, you know, um, uh, my character, by the time I beat it, I was uh, level 41, Mm -hmm. actually. And I wore the same macho man looking fucking bandana from level 4 to level 36 because of the stats. Yeah. It was an epic level bandana. And I found it at level four. But because of the stats and how easy it was to upgrade, I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep it all the way to level 36. Hmm. Right? I, like, I nearly beat the game wearing this fucking thing. I looked like Macho Man. Indeed. It was insane. So, you know, with, with, with all the style and stuff like that, yeah, the clothing looks great. But the style itself plays no part. Indeed. Plays no part. I mean, the, the game has clothing. Gone. Medical. And even sex stores allowing you to purchase upgrades, mods, and even dildos as you adventure. But with uh, how massive the game is, they're kind of spread out. See, Project Red kept saying the city is so robust and will immerse you in it. Yeah, I have to travel to a whole other district to get different clothes since each one only has one or two clothing shops. And some of them are alleged just to do it outside on the sidewalk with a rack of clothes and nothing good. I mean, I get the logistics of having every corner full of shops, but don't tell me this game sucks you in with all this stuff and only give me a dozen locations per district to actually shop at. Mm-hmm. You'll walk past a plethora of food courts bazaars and stuff and not a single one actually sells you stuff or even engage you outside of possibly having an ncpd event yeah like yeah what the heck yeah like you know you'll you'll drive right past massive buildings that you can enter in that that are supposedly alive and full but there's nothing there for you to do Mm -hmm. there's like literally no point for you it's just background noise there yeah it's just, and, and so when you look at like the scale of the game versus what you can actually do with the game. Yeah, it's small. That's it's why, really small. that's why even if it's a big ass map, yeah. you finish the game in 20 hours. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, you know, there were spots in that game where I, I looked at it and I was like, wow, this is really cool to look at. But at no point, even after beating the game, did I ever go there again. Hmm. 
Yeah. There were massive things. Like, um, uh, 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 I came across a mega building where you could, like, hang out, and there was, like, all this stuff there. All that you could do was sell to a Dropbox. Mm. That's all that was in there. It's like, why have all of this here? Like, I get you want to make it look big and everything, but why have all of these vendors and, and food places, food carts, eateries, and whatnot all over the game and not be able to interact unless it's, like, super specific and every district has a very limited... Indeed. amount of places you can actually go so you know so so again like you said the logistics of it yeah you understand they can't put a shop on every level in every area in every zone you obviously have to fluff it a little bit but this map is mostly fluff that's Indeed. the problem Indeed. so you know moving on though uh relationships uh there are options but you are given Two, based on your pronouns, you have a male and a female option based on your pronouns. As far as I know, that is wrong, my friend. No, no, because Meredith is optional for either one. It doesn't matter. I, I, from what I know, I've, I've got also another friend who's been playing yeah. and has got like 80 hours or something in it. Yeah. So far, he's figured six options to have relationships with. Six six relationship options. Six relationship options. No, there's there's five in the entire game, but your pronouns limit uh, who you can romance. Uh, that's true. That's true. Okay, that's true. That's what I'm saying. Um, and then there's two joy toys. Yeah, oh, that's but true. but you but there's no romancing sequence. It's like, hey, you want to fuck? Here's some money, and then it plays a cutscene of you fucking. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But there's four major romances. The fifth one is Meredith, who is a corpo you meet towards the beginning of the game. And if you don't betray them with the credit chip and she texts you, you can flirt back and then she'll tell you to meet her at a hotel. And there's a sequence and that's it. Mm, gotcha. Right. But there's four sequences. You as a female V, you get a man named River. And I liked River. He was a cool character. Um, and then you get Judy. Mm as a female pronoun uh, uh, V. As the male pronoun V, you get um, a man named Carrie who is a bandmate of Johnny Silverhands. Oh, all right. So that's kind of weird. Um, and then the other one is uh, Pan Am. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the other option's Pan Am. I thought Rogue, which is a character you haven't met yet, I thought Rogue was going to be an option. She's not. There's like a little thing you can do, but she stops before you actually do the do. Mm. So, so that's not really a romance option. It doesn't change anything. doesn't do anything. So there's very limited options here. You don't get all the options. You only get two based on your pronoun. Yeah. Everything else is like, okay, it's not really a romance option. Hey, at the very least, it's, it's, there are more, more options than in The Witcher. Oh, yeah, you only have one, yeah? Two. Two. Jennifer and, and um, I forgot the name of the, of the, the Jesus, uh, the red hair. Uh, oh, the, 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 the witch lady person. It's uh, both are witches, just oh, yeah. Jennifer Bemberberg and Jennifer Trace Marigold. Trace Marigold. Tris, Tris. Or is it Trace? Trace. Tris. 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 Yeah. Tris. I mean, 
Yeah. Also, breakdancers. They're, they were heavily featured in CD Projekt Red's media campaign. Yeah. Right? But then again, in the game, it's different. Yeah, where are they? You can buy brain dances from stores. Mm -hmm. What do they do? They don't do anything. When you go into your menu, it just takes up inventory space. Indeed. Like 90% of the items in this game is just a waste of inventory space. You know, they say like, oh yeah, loot everything you can, loot everything you can. Have you used any of the food items? No. Neither have I. I beat the game. And I didn't use a single food item. Hmm. All I did was stims. Yeah. Eh, that's it. Stims. And I beat the game only using the stim that instantly regenerates 40%. I think that's the one I'm using, but I have no clue. No. No, yours is a regenerative over time. Oh. Mine is an instant. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Right? So yours is like, it's like 15% uh, and then X amount per second after that oh, okay. but mine is a 40 percent instantaneous done um that's all i used throughout the game so i never used food the food options make zero sense Indeed. because one because like if you consume any of the alcohol you pick up it actually it inhibits your ability to Indeed. do stuff Indeed. it's like oh yeah your health regeneration is completed by 50 percent with the first sip of booze yeah like within the first sip of booze so even in scripted sequences where you have the option like oh yeah let me drink this drink that the npc put in front of me um that still like it, it gives you debuffs yeah which i thought was just really stupid but brain dances Heavily featured in the trailer, in the gameplay. And it's just... There's only a few instances where you actually use them. Oh, but it's and in it's all quests. In, yeah, it's all in quests, and it's all for investigation. But you can go to a store and buy a brain dance of some, like, sex or something like that, and it says it on the item. You can't actually use it. Hmm. So it makes zero sense. But, you know, let's move on to traveling. Traveling in the game is interesting. Yeah. Uh, the cars and motorcycles are cool uh -huh. looking and crazy looking. Your main car, much like Roach from The Witcher, can be summoned to you. And when you buy a new cars, you can even select which car will come to you, which is neat. Yeah, that is neat. I like that. Sadly, cars handle either like a dump truck or clown car all over the road. Yes. What I myself have been doing is I've been playing on the keyboard. And then whenever I'm going to ride, or, or, you know, to drive, I mean, I switch the controller, and then yeah. I get back into the keyboard. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> that bad. And, and, and you were telling me, I yeah. mean, even with the controller, it's bad. Yeah, it's driving is not good. It, it's, it's, it's awful. It's awful, right? The steering inputs are severely lagged, which means you'll easily overcorrect yourself and run into stuff. With the controller, it's a bit easier, but still not great. The worst defenders, I think, are those six-wheeled sedans and the Rayfield Caliburn. Yeah, the Rayfield Caliburn gets up to like 220 miles an hour. <laughs> so when you're playing the game, you know, obviously while you're driving, you're going to run across like tons of different glitches and all sorts of crazy shit flying out. But when you're in a car that can go 200 over, right the game can't keep up with rendering uh -huh. so when you're in the Rayburn or rayfield caliburn 
you'll be going so fast that you're just going to slam into something and not know what it was until way after the crash is over because it hasn't rendered yet. Mm. So there's tons of times where I'm slamming into barricades, other cars that aren't there. And then like after the crash, it's like, turn the camera around. It's like, uh, where did the car come from? You know, it, it can't properly render. So, so it's just really insane. But, you know, I, I would say change the sensitivity for driving. But for some strange reason, all sensitivity is tied to each other. I don't know what it's like on PC, but all the sensitivity is tied to each other. The only thing that can be different is camera sensitivity uh, in third person car mode. Gotcha. That's the only other sensitivity you can change. But in terms of steering, no, you can't change it. So it, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, speaking of letdowns, fast travel is also kind of letdown. Yeah. All, the, all of the game trailers show being in a monorail or subway packed in with the citizens. But fast traveling in the game is really just you approaching a seemingly random place terminal, opening the menu, and then selecting where to go. Yeah. Like, there's a really random one outside of the city next to a bungalow you'll get to it if you follow certain side quest line yeah it's a judy side quest line and it's the final mission for the judy side quest line she takes you out to a bungalow i won't say what happens here but there's a fast travel terminal right outside of it it's like why there is nothing else here except for this little dainty shack next to a reservoir so, so it makes zero sense. Fast travel is a fucking joke. And, yeah. and you're treated with a loading screen that just shows images of the city. Yeah. In, in Miles Morales on the PS4, whenever you use a subway, I don't know why you would ever use a subway as Spider-Man, but you have that option. If you use a subway as Spider-Man, you are treated with a whole cutscene during the loading where he's doing tricks and entertaining people on the subway car but with cyberpunk with all of that stuff they showed in the trailers and like oh yeah here's the subways the first trailer ever for cyberpunk 2077 was v entering the subway true and he was like oh they voted night city the worst city in in the in america right and it's like, where's the subways? And the thing is, something that they did well on this end is the, the, lo the first loading screen. Yeah. Whenever you're entering into the game, they do have a ah, quoting. Oh, yeah, they animation. show him. Yeah. yeah, they show him. It's a, it's a still image of him sitting in the train car when you're loading the game. But that's it. But not when you're loading fast travel. Indeed. Why didn't they show him entering a bus? Why didn't they show him? Anyway, it's so stupid. But, you know, the motorcycles, I will say, they are fun. They even have uh, uh, Keanu Reeves' motorcycle in the game mm. and the motorcycle from Akira. So they're really fun. Um, unlike Grand Theft Auto, if you hit something too hard in a motorcycle in Cyberpunk, it's just like a little anim animation where you're like, oh, right? But in GTA, you hit something hard and fast. Oh, you're dead. And you go fucking flying. And you're dead. This will, like, do 10 damage. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Let me get back up. So, you know, but, but I will say this. No matter how you choose to get around Night City, by car, motorcycle, running, 
unfortunately, regardless of how you get around the city, you're always going to be glued to your mini-map. Indeed. Because the streets are so convoluted. You're not going to recognize anything except for the streets immediately outside V's apartment and maybe a couple other streets. You may recognize them from time to time, but, but you know, you're never going... To, I would never expect anybody to remember the streets of Night City. It's a big city. It's a big map, but... They are so oddly placed. It really felt like, you know, I was driving in, like, Mexico City simulator. Like, <laughs> driving simulator. Yeah. It was that... It's that bad. Like, how the streets are all laid out. So, it, it, it's super convoluted. So, you're always looking at your mini-map. And so, when you do that, you're missing out on everything else going on in the city. Right? Like, you could be driving around, and it's like, oh, yeah, this would be great. But I need to get to this place. Indeed. And you never find yourself just aimlessly driving. And, I mean, you can always just walk to places, but due to the massiveness of the city, you'll get around a few blocks and realize just how spread out everything is and just go and call your car. Yeah. Yeah, just call your car at that point. It's just too massive. Um, combat? Combat is super clean. I really enjoy the combat in this game. Um, there's, of course, a catch here. Aside from uh, gunplay, trying to be a street samurai with your katana or melee weapons, fists, whatever, or trying to be a netrunner really isn't that well done. They really don't gear it towards that. I know. Like, sure, slicing up dudes with a massive sword is super cool and satisfying from time to time. But the actual mechanics behind melee combat are just not there. It feels like they spent far more time on rifle, shotguns, sniper rifles, pistols. Indeed. And it's geared that way. Nobody drops, like, random cyberware. No. They all drop weapons. No, no, no. And then hacking only really has a few uses. I find myself hacking cameras and bending machines more than enemies. And the only moments where I'm hacking on enemies is just to make uh, the vulnerability protocols. Yeah, and yeah. It's like... Yeah, the breach protocol. Or yeah, the yeah. breach protocols. And you can shot cameras down, make them friendly so they don't alert your enemies. You can also ping stuff, which gives you visuals from NPCs in the area, which is very helpful. But aside from these things, I've, I've really found much use for hacking an enemy or unloading a virus or whatever, since they deal so little damage compared to just lighting up the place. Yeah, you know, when you're trying to sneak into a place, there's few instances where the game really makes you stealth. Um, and even fewer instances in which stealth is really a viable option, because if you try to find a place to sneak into, you're forcing a door open. Nearby enemies will hear that, and then, like, you go to duck behind cover or something, and your fucking foot clips through a door or some shit. It makes stealth so stupid. It is so much easier to just run in, guns blazing, get rid of everybody. And yeah, sometimes your fixer will be like, well, that wasn't as quiet as I expected. But it's like, bro, like the stealth option wasn't good. No. So the game really feels like it was built for people who will shut down the cameras and stuff. Like you were saying, I, you know, because if you want good mods in order to be a net runner or somebody more stealthy, you need a ton of cash, you know, but how are you going to get all that cash? 
Well, we've got a couple videos. Well, we the, do have a video about about, nerds. about spoofing. Yeah. About spoofing the game to get Eddie's. But nonetheless, it's, but nonetheless, it's still expensive. A legendary chipset with six mod slots is forty five thousand at least. Money isn't easy to come by in this game because yeah. you're constantly spending it. But you know, so for me, I like the scoping out the place. I like picking off a few people, and then I like just running in. Mowing them down, collect my shit, and then I am gone. But you know, some of these melee animations, they don't exist in the game, at least not on PS4 with the Mantis Blades. You know, they showed you stabbing the guy, lifting him up, and everything. That animation is there, but you don't rip him apart. Mm. And there's no blood. It's just like a really wonky animation. It might be different for you. Perhaps. But on my game, I. Oh, you don't have mantis blades yet. No. Um, yeah, they're the swords that pop out of your arms. Yeah, I mean, I, I do know them. I recall them from a couple of the, of the animations. Yeah. Uh, but I myself don't have it because I, I am a net runner. Yeah. Uh, pistols are super OP in the game, uh, especially the yeah. further you go in. Uh, the first Johnny sequence, his pistol does like a thousand damage, mm -hmm. right? But when you get that pistol in the game, because you can, um, it only does a few hundred. I was so mad. Oh, I was like, why? Man. I was like, how come it does like a thousand something when I'm Johnny, but it only does like two something or three something? Here's Johnny. I was so mad. But, you know, another great detail is really put into the guns. All guns have very special animations, uh, reloading animations, like super clean. They put all the effort into gunplay. You could tell by the drops. And just the attention to detail in the guns. Indeed. You pick up a katana, they all look the same. Indeed. That, that, that's also something. While the gun combat is super fun, it's a bit disappointing that the game rarely rewards someone who wants to play a more stealthy character. I found that only a few missions really emphasize the stealth here. Yes. As we were mentioning before, right? Which is fine for those of us who want to go in guns blazing, but since stealth is optional with little reward and takes more time you'll find yourself just running in and blasting enemies yeah so as you were saying we we find all of the loot is guns and shit yeah and i who am a and net gun runner and and gun gun mods. i who am a net runner yeah. would like to see my uh branch to yeah. be uh, rewarded and you know there's no there's no wearable equipment yeah. that makes stealth better indeed there's no wearable like why why is that it's always like it's always geared towards like oh yeah aiming down sights takes less time yeah it's always something stupid like that but there's i i've seen zero mods and zero items that make net running aside for a couple that reduce um ram regeneration mm -hmm. that's the only time i'd seen mods that was aimed towards net running stealth and stuff just non-existent so let's go ahead and talk about some of these bugs though as alive as city project red alleged the game was it feels kind of empty it's more like a gta 5 but just super spread out really yeah it's huge it's huge i only ever see just a few cars on the road at a time if at all yeah there's plenty of times where i'll be driving and won't see a single car yeah especially when you go into the outer areas of the city yeah there's nothing yeah when you're anywhere near anywhere near the border of the city there's nothing indeed 
So it, it just doesn't it doesn't feel like they really put much care into anything that was outside the city center. Agreed. Like even Pacifica kind of sucked. Yeah. Like I hated going to Pacifica, meeting the Voodoo Boys. Yeah. Like yeah, that's a cool story, right? Like that whole part of the story was really cool. But after doing, I think it's three main story missions. I never went back to Pacifica except to do a beat on the brat mission, hmm. the boxing mission. Gotcha. That's it. Huh. And and it's not even like a cool place to be. There's nothing to do there. So man, the NPCs, they're just dumb ass fucks. Yeah, the NPC, we oh my god. I mean they endlessly wander into things, glitch into things, no cliff things, randomly stop and drop. Fly into the sky, even the ones in wheelchairs just miraculously get up and run away at the first sign of danger. Yeah, yeah. You see that video? Yeah. Man, the dude punched. The dude pu it didn't even actually punch him. He punched in front yeah. of an NPC in a wheelchair. And then the NPC's like, oh my god, and gets up and runs away. Um, NPCs are a joke. They're a joke, and it's disappointing because of the promises made regarding the city and how alive it is. I've seen duplicated NPCs walking the same direction, saying the same shit, wearing the same shit, doing the exact same thing on entirely too many occasions. And so it makes you feel like Night City is just a city of clones at that point. At one point, I'd come across a massive crowd made up of the same two NPCs. It was a crowd of at least 30 people walking and it was near the delamain taxi so i don't know if you've done that part no not yet it's a super fun side string of quest line thing and uh, anyway there was about 30 npcs miraculously but it was the same too the entire time hmm. they all said the same thing did the same thing and you, you even sent me a picture of three equal guys yeah the three guys in green shirts yeah just walking like what is happening here so and uh, have you seen the little kids yeah they're just reduced they're just reduced adults. adults yeah there's kids in the game allegedly but you come across them they are just a scaled down version of the adult with a child's voice yeah it is the creepiest thing ever it's I like know. this is so insane so cd project red claimed you'll role play through the game and feel that immersion it is just not there. The story, the quest givers, yeah, you have a really great connection with them. That's where that immersion is. But you want to do other things. So the moment you walk away from that fixer, from the mainline quest, you're right back into the shit. It is not good. You're right back into feeling like you're playing a broken game. And... I know, and, and, and the lack of merch doesn't help you when you realize that after having the relic put into your brain, you're told you have two weeks to leave, yeah. yet you can skip time up to 24 hours infinitely. Yeah, like, infinitely, just skipping time. That makes like, zero sense. Why are, you, why are you giving me a time limit? If I can just have as much time as I can, right? So you could have done a, a mission where you scope at an Arasaka warehouse after you case a joint of... Go off and do a plethora of side gigs. Skip time by days. Go back into the quest line and the dude be like, "Oh yeah, it's only been three hours." Like it's it's just all the day they did that. Yeah, and then, you know, and that brings us to our next point. You know, and you may have noticed that all of these things have a common theme. They're either broken, 
not implemented correctly or just totally destroys the game. I can get a couple hours in on my PlayStation 4 before it crashes. And even with the latest hotfix, it's uh, 1.06. I've surpassed my playtime from Miles Morales. I've surpassed it by 60 hours. That's insane. Well, I mean, you're insane, but yeah. Yes. And, you know, and I've dealt with far more bugs than Spider-Man and even The Witcher 3 had at launch. Textures don't load correctly. Roads. Cars, NPCs popping in, vanishing. I had one road not properly fit into the collision, right? So I'm driving, and all of a sudden, it looks like my car is going under the the road because the texture didn't map across the collision. And then finally, after sitting there trying to figure out what was happening for a moment, it snapped into place. Game crash. Wow. I mean... I myself have not run into as many bugs. There, there's two reasons. First, I have not played for as long. Yeah. Second, yeah. most probably when I reach up to the, the 70 hours that you played, most will be patched. Yeah. But it's also due to, like, they've always focused bigger into PC. Yeah. And that was one of the main reasons uh, and inconveniences we've had. Like, mm-hmm. people have complained a lot when games... Um, get ported into PC and not working properly. Yeah, right? this is the opposite. This is completely the opposite. And and it just happened to be like, I mean, to me, it's as if they prepared a game for new generation and they just said like, well, maybe can we fit it to the yeah. previous generation? And that's what happened with you, with, yeah. on, with you on PS4. No, exactly. You know, we, there's just entirely too many bugs. I'm not going to get into most of them right now, but you know, CD Projekt Red had actually confirmed that um, on PC and Xbox, that if your game file reaches eight megs, it could actually become corrupted. And you can't, but they finally patched that out. They did finally patch that out. Um, but it was such a ridiculous reason why, and it was because people were doing a crafting dupe. And so the way the game coded items, it made it unique. So every bullet, every piece of ammunition had a unique code. So if you're just duping that code, the game couldn't handle that, and therefore it would corrupt your save. So stupid. Hotfix 1.06 allegedly fixes this, but that's just such a major issue to ship the game with. <laughs> One, Hotfix 1.06 came out right before Christmas. Indeed. So two weeks after launch. They turned around and said, oh, we should probably make it so people can play the game on Xbox and, and PC. That's not good, you know. So I'm on a base PS4. It looks gorgeous from time to time when, when, it's, when you freshly load into the game. That's when it looks the best. Frame rate still sucks. The bugs are fewer than some people on mine, right? Um, you know, there's people who've had a really great time with relatively no bugs or crashes. There's some people that had Game Daddy erased. Um, you know, the game is just so unstable. But, I mean... It needed six months. It, it needed, needed another six months. That's, that's one of the things. Like, I know that speaking only of CD Projekt Red, they would have taken way more time into the game. But, 
but and that's a big part the the, the marketing team and, and the people behind yeah those with the money yeah. said, fuck it, I want the game out now. Yeah. And this is the result of that. Yeah. But, you know, and honestly, I feel really sorry for the people who pre-ordered the Xbox One X mm. uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Special Edition because they pre-ordered it, got the console in June, learned that the game got delayed, <laughs> then they get excited for November, Game gets delayed to December. They finally get their digital copy uh, for their Cyberpunk Xbox One X console. The whole game plays like fucking trash. And then you get told by some chud on fucking Twitter, well, it's not meant to be played on older consoles. What do you mean? I know. Like, I feel really bad. Like, those are the people I feel the worst for. No, totally. Because totally. it's like you bought the special edition console, and now some dickass is fucking telling you, like, oh, it's not supposed to be played on that. What do you mean? It's the cyberpunk console. Of course. So of course. stupid. So I mean, stupid. Which, which brings us to another point here. With as buggy and stable as this game is, people are kind of talking, taking it too far on the internet. Yes. CD Projekt Red released the buggy as hell game. Yes, you can be mad about it because you paid the money for something you were promised would be Gucci, and instead, we're giving Kmart. But really, no game issue is deserving of death threats. And it's also beneath us as a community to belittle players because you have 5,000 to throw at the PC build and others don't. Yeah, the, the studio said this game plays on these systems that's what i'm paying for right if if they say yeah it's ps4 and pc i will always assume pc is going to look and play better of course i will always assume that i'm not an idiot i've been a gamer decades now so so i know the difference here but don't give me this game and say, yeah, it plays on all these things. And I'm getting like something that looks like it should have been never released, plays like a PlayStation 3 game, like an early PS3 game. Meanwhile, you're getting this like really great, amazing looking game on PC. The fact of the matter is that CD Projekt Red showed us and promised us a great gaming experience no matter where you play. And they didn't deliver, no matter what, no matter, no matter the background of it. And they intentionally lied to us about the visuals. They knew they weren't showing us what it looked like on consoles, and yet still promised us this massive and gorgeous game. Yeah. They've since apologized for doing as much, and they even opened up the, the, the refunds yeah. uh, for, for most of the, the purchases, right? But that doesn't change the fact that they showed us footage no one got. Not even awesome PC. No. And they forced early game reviewers to use PC footage. They all this stuff to keep their pre-orders. And what we'd get? Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. And what really fucks my nuts about all of this is that they gave special gifts, figurines, gaming chairs, free game copies, consoles, TVs. They gave the uh, the Twitter account doing the countdown. They gave them a special batch of like cookies or some shit. They give all these people so many free things and in exchange, they all took to YouTube, social media to tell us, oh yeah, this game is nine out of 10, it's 10 out of 10. 
And those same people are are now they're now like, well, you know, I'm playing on PC, but the console versions are total trash. Like, bro, you fucking sold us. You sold us on the idea that this is what you're playing. Even even uh, 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 influencers and personalities on streaming services that you know play console. Yeah, we're showing off. Uh, cyberpunk so people were like oh okay that's them playing it on console because they had the controller right no they were playing the pc port that they specifically built for these influencers so fucking insane so now so so they got their gifts they got all this free shut shit and it's like those of us that had to play on day one have to sit there and look at this game and it's like you all lied to us, not just CD Projekt Red, but the people that took these gifts also lied to of us. Course, of so. course, And I, I should point out that CD Projekt has released a huge patch, not long after the game's release. They just recently released another massive patch, which was 17 gigabytes on PlayStation. Another, yeah. another in later this month, and another in February, giving us a small glimpse at the roadmap to recovery. Yeah. Right? And, and mind you, we don't know what these patches are prioritizing. No, we don't. We don't really know what the future looks like. No. Like, but it took entirely too long for them to acknowledge the absolute travesty of a game that this was launched. Yes, it plays a bit, slightly better now. Yeah. But we've got two more months before we get further stability. Yeah. I mean, you know something is wrong when on day one you get a 10 gigabyte patch. Two. On console, we had two patches. We had a day zero and a day one. That's, you know, it, it, don't take this as like us ragging on CD Projekt Red or Cyberpunk 2077. This isn't like us taking pot shots, really. It is. I think it's safe to say that this is a gorgeous game, massive, colorful, and features a very big, albeit very dead, city. You know, and I'm always intrigued by things around the corner on different levels. And I'm constantly exploring. It really pulls you in for sure when it comes to the quests and their stories. But we can't ignore just how badly a lot of these features and aspects were actually implemented. Just how many bugs this game shipped with and still has despite Hotfix 1.06. Now, will Cyberpunk 2077 eventually be the game we were promised? For the most part, I think yes. You know... They, they've been really good with support in the future or in the past so i would assume as much in the future um but if really felt like the studio walked away after launch and then came back and realized like oh fuck, we fucked up man so you know it really puts it into perspective though all of the shit that we got the the, the night city wires uh they hosted all this time and energy and money that they pumped into giveaways, cosplay contests, streaming all, all over the world, news, interviews. Um, they did all, like, all of that is now meaningless. It's all meaningless. And I honestly doubt another studio, especially CD Projekt Red, will ever do something like that again in, in terms of the marketing. I know, I know. So they overhyped oversold on promises and lied every step of the way about this game through their nice CD Wire episodes. Yeah. And it cost them their reputation, stock market value, 
employee retention, and in the end, further divided gamer and studio. Yeah, they lost $6.6 billion in the stock market because of everything that's happened. You know, GOG Games uh, pulled that uh, Taiwanese mm -hmm. uh, horror adventure game. Um, and then all the shit with CD Pro or with uh, Cyberpunk, so so they've lost billions of dollars over this game, despite Cyberpunk making all their money back in two days, three days, something yeah. like that. Now, CD Projekt Red, in my opinion, really should have just focused on current gen, meaning PlayStation Five, Xbox Series, and PC. Agreed. Fuck the Stadia. Fuck last gen and i'm saying that as somebody playing on the old ps4 no, no, i would have i would have rather waited for a stable complete game than have to sit here and wonder like when is it going to be playable the thing is like 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 there's a saying that says it like don't buy too much of it they yeah. tried to get all of those who were on the last generation yeah. and what happened yeah. they actually went back and kicked their ass yeah yeah so it's like they focused on every platform across two different generations they should have focused on one generation Agreed. it could have been multi-platform could have been that's fine plenty of studios do it but focus on a single generation and then port in one direction or the other i would have personally rather seen next gen or current gen uh receive it and last gen later on Agreed. where they could fix how to really optimize it for the for the previous gen instead of trying to optimize it going up of course because now ps5 and xbox series x players have to wait of course for their optimized version and not just that playstation removed the game from their digital store and had to build a whole separate return policy around the game yeah yeah like all these studios are having to like scramble to create return policies they're, like, everybody is having a bad time here. Same with Microsoft. Yeah. Although, I mean, you can still buy the game, but it now comes with a warning before the purchase. Yeah, yeah, they say that there's now a warning pre-purchase uh, for Cyberpunk, but, you know, none of the versions of this game are free from issues and bugs. Indeed. No, no, I, it's I, I, super I, disappointing to see a studio that spent so much time cultivating this sort of facade of being the good studio. Agreed. You know what I mean? Agreed. And they immediately tarnish it with a game that ships so poorly. Cyberpunk 2077 has a lot of great things going for it and things that certainly need to be patched, but oftentimes you'll see something and it becomes like a, yeah, but situation. Can you customize your character? Yes, but... You know, it missed the mark on some things, hit the mark on others, and failed to optimize in so many ways. So, should you buy Cyberpunk 2077 as of Hotfix 1.06? No. 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 Honestly, no. no. I mean, it, it is entirely too unstable to risk dozens of hours you put in and suddenly your file gets corrupted, erased, or some other game-breaking issue. I mean, the risk is too high for the money you're gonna pay. Yeah. You'll be better way off waiting until um, the January or February quality of life patches. Yeah. The game is worth that wait if you haven't bought it already. For those of us who did it, who got it in day one, I mean, yeah, if you know you can make it through with everything the game is doing or not doing. Yeah. Keep playing it if you want. I am 
20 hours in, you are 70 something hours in. Um, I, I was at 72 when I beat it, and then I put another five in. So I'm at 77. 77 hours in. And uh, I am loving the story, even after completing, um, um, you know, as far as I've gotten. And I'm pretty sure you've loved it too with, yeah. with I don't know how many endings you've got. Well, I, I only played one ending out of the multiple, but I loved it. I thought it was a really engaging uh, story. I know. I, I know. loved it. So, I mean, if you don't have the game yet, wait. Seriously. Yeah. If you already have it and it's working as much as it can, keep on playing it. Because I would not like for CD Projekt Red to pull out a No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah. If, if something happens with No Man's like, because it took No Man's Sky, what, two years? To finally make a stable game? Two years. Because it was with the, uh, the next the yeah. next update, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we cannot let CD Projekt Red turn around and say, well, we've got this massive roadmap. No, you are a massive studio. Well, you used to be they, I mean, worth a lot of money, but not so much anymore. I mean, they, they became a triple A studio yeah. due to them being as good as they were. Yeah, we're the good guys. We're the good studio. But, you know, honestly, it wouldn't be 20. Well, it was 2020. Yeah. But it, it wouldn't have been the end of 2020 without the most anticipated game of all time. More so than the Final Fantasy VII uh, remake. Because that was super hyped this year, too. Biggest, most anticipated game for many generations now. It was also the biggest disaster oh, yeah. of all time. So it's like, what a way to cap off the year. What a way to cap off 2020 by having this game suck that much. Yeah. So anyway, I know this is a really long episode, but... But hey... It's I mean, cyberpunk. It's, we had to talk about it. And it's it's the hot topic that we had to actually bring in our opinion on, on, on this matter, as we usually do. Yep. Um, so there you have it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's really it. We're now on Apple Podcasts. We're on Tap Tapes, obviously Spotify. I don't know about Google right now. I'm trying to fix that. But, but we are now on multiple streaming platforms. So whichever one you hear this on... Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.